Hey, song surfers, welcome to Song Surfing. It's your friend, John. Song Surfing is a playlist of independent music pulled from the far reaches of the internet. I've been checking out music on Bandcamp, Spotify, Slap, SoundCloud, Audio Mac, YouTube, Facebook, Audius, Instagram, and a few more, and I'm excited to share some excellent tunes with you this episode. If you're checking out the show for the first time, the usual format works like this. I, along with the show's correspondents, pick out some tunes. We create a playlist of independent music from around the world for you. Once in a while, though, a guest stops by with some excellent tunes to share with you, and we brand those episodes Song Surfing with Friends. And joining us today is Kubota, a Japanese-American rapper and producer out of Inglewood. Kubota's music is self-aware, honest, and introspective. He's released a number of singles as well as the excellent Zen EP, from which we've heard the track Nothing for Today, which sounds like this. Let me do nothing for today. I know it's myself that keeps standing in my way. I need a couple minutes for a break, but the minutes turn to hours. I can promise it won't turn into a day. Kubota, welcome to Song Surfing. Hey, thank you so much for having me, John. I'm so glad to have you here. How did you get started with music? It started at a very early age. Um, I think around like elementary school, I was playing piano, but I wasn't really feeling it. And my dad showed me how to play the guitar. And from there, after like my first few chords, it kind of just shot off from there. And uh, I would spend every day playing guitar and uh, playing songs that of bands that I really liked. And that turned into me creating a band. And uh, from like middle school to the end of high school, I was in a metal band. <laughs> and then uh, after that, uh, the, and at the end of high school, or in high school was when I really got into hip hop. So I started producing my own music, my, my own beats. And um, I kept on doing that after all my band le- bandmates left for college. And no one wanted to rap on my beats, so I that's <laughs> that's when I uh, uh, hopped on my own beats, and that's when I started kind of uh, rapping. I I was terrible, um, but you know, over the years I started getting better. Yeah, just an accumulation of of a bunch of uh, different styles of music um, brings me to now. What was the name of your first band? So we went by the Trees at first. That's a and, good name. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, at some point in high school, we changed it to Carlisle, which was the uh, the street name that we practiced on. That's great. I like hearing about uh, early band names. Usually, yeah. they're terrible, but you had a couple good ones there. Yeah, yeah. I think that if if there's one thing we had going, it was it was our names. So, <laughs> <laughs> where the, where the name is better than the music. <laughs> <laughs> you described your early hip hop tracks as terrible. What what was so bad about them? Well, you know, when you first start out rapping. And producing or in anything really you know it's uh after each song you hear the improvements and after hearing the improvements for like a few years and listen back to what you first list made it sounds horrible i mean objectively it was and it, it just uh you know i i wasn't very good at rapping my production skills weren't very good uh my songwriting skills weren't as good as either uh, it, it just didn't sound good and <laughs> i kind of cringe to the fact that i used to shove it down my friend's throat and be like, hell, listen to this music that I made. And You were just amazed that you made something, right? I mean, that process feels magical, especially those first songs. Regardless of how, how bad I, I it sounded to me, um, it still made me feel great. Just the fact that I was able to create something, you know, I mean, it, it, the, the same energy comes from every song that you write, at least in my opinion. So, Who were the first rappers or producers who really clicked with you? Ice Cube was a huge one for me. 
And then I got into kind of like the underground stuff. So like Immortal Technique, Apathy, uh, some like Army of the Pharaohs, self-titled stuff. But what really, what really spoke to me was more of the alternative hip hop of like the, the early 2000s era. So like MERS, Dilated Peoples, uh, Cunning Linguists, um, that kind of music, Atmosphere. Uh, that those those uh, hip hop acts really w were the ones that kind of like really influenced me, uh, especially with my music. Now, how about getting back to like the earliest roots of the guitar? Does that find its way into your music now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, all the guitar that you hear now, all the guitars that you hear now are are, are all recorded by me. At the start of 2020, um, when I started really pushing my music, it was like the first time I actually used a guitar. I don't know why I, I didn't for, for the longest time, but once I did that, I, I actually discovered kind of the, my musical style. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely like all of my songwriting process. Do you write on the guitar? Yeah, for the most part, I'll come up with the riff. Or if I have something in my head, like a tune in my head, I'll use the guitar to play out the chords and stuff and figure out the key and everything like that. Just because I, I'm not very good at playing with the piano. Um, it's the only guitar, I mean, guitar is the only instrument that I could really uh, convey what I'm what I'm kind of imagining or, or thinking. Did you say that your dad taught you guitar? Yeah, yeah. My dad taught me in like elementary school when I was super young. Was there a point where you surpassed your dad's playing? Uh, I think like within that that year, <laughs> um, it would be you know regular chords, and then eventually I had to get private lessons from guitar teachers, uh, and so I took that for for a few years. I think until the end of high school. It probably helps, especially if you're getting into metal, right? Like that can be more technical, not not that oh, easy to figure out. Absolutely, on your own. yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely helped a lot. Um, I had I had teachers that. I had a teacher that was really into metal as well, so um, he knew all the songs that I wanted to play, a lot of a, a ton of Metallica stuff. So that was very helpful, and uh, yeah. So you're working with a band now. Can you tell me about that? The band that I have, or the band members that I recruited, uh, are actually from my metal band from high school. Ken and Jed, shout out to them. So we are performing our my the Zen EP that I had dropped. And uh, hopefully we could get some shows going uh, this summer. Wow. That's, so you stayed in touch with your old bandmates. Yeah. Yeah. Um, luckily, they all stayed around L.A., uh, or at least half of them. Um, it's, it's nice to get the old crew back. It's, uh, it, it was a nice reunion. What kind of changes are you having to make, if any, to, to the music to translate it to a, a live band performance? Yeah, so that that was a tough um, tough area just because uh, I I've never had a band perform you know uh, hip hop tracks before. Uh, we do so we have you know a backing track. Um, so I took out the drums, I took out some guitars, uh, some of the and you know the main vocals for for myself. Um, and it's kind of this bare bone backing track that we have. Uh, but when we practiced, we didn't know how to have the drummer listened to a click track and the backing track at the same time while having it come out of the the monitors uh, without the the click track. So 
I had to do some research and figure out, you know, how to how to set up like a, a send box or whatever, like a dual send box and uh, have the drummer listen to a click track without it sending to the monitors. And it was uh, it was this whole ordeal, but we finally figured it out. And um, and we actually performed with it or not performed. We, we had practice with the click track the last practice and it, it sounded amazing. So that was probably the only thing that the, one of the biggest hurdles that we had to get to um, go over. Are you playing guitar in the group or just focusing on rapping? Uh, pl- I do both. So some songs got to be difficult. It, yeah, I'm still practicing. I'm still kind of stumbling over my words, but we've got it set up. So I don't play much of the hard stuff. I mean, the the guitar parts aren't that hard to begin with, but I'm kind of just strumming out and then rapping. Um, so it's not it's not too bad. Letting the chords ring and then you have another guitar player who's handling the more complicated yeah. rhythm stuff. Yeah, kind of just filling out the spaces and um, and he's kind of controlling that energy that the guitars have. I hope I'm not way off with this. Uh, when I when I listen to your music, to me, it has um, there. There's definitely, you know, some happiness some joyousness, but I also get like a tone of sadness throughout. Am I just reflecting my own like inner term turmoil <laughs> where introspection and reflection somehow always leads to like climbing this mountain of regret? <laughs> Am I hearing this in your music correctly? Is it there? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely there. Um, and it's, it's very intentional. I'm glad, I'm glad you picked up on it. Uh, because you know, as, as happy as one can be, there's always, you know, the, not everything is all just sunshines and rainbows and stuff. Yeah. The bittersweet side of life. Yeah, and and I think it it, it makes for more interesting uh, music if you do convey some tinge of sadness through uh, through you know what would otherwise sound kind of like a happy happy tone, and um, so I, I I actually do that a lot. start with one of the tracks by another artist that you picked out yeah um we're gonna start with the song by gabe wolf we'll be listening to the tune black hole why'd you pick this one so gabe is actually a good friend of mine um we went to musicians institute together back in 2014 and that's so that's how i met him we met him through a, a professor or we met through a professor yeah, kind of just stayed connected. He mixed and mastered uh, a previous project of mine that's currently not on streaming platforms because it was it was kind of outdated. And he had dropped his new song "Black Hole" around the time that that we kind of connected. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to help him out. And also his his discography is great if you're if you're into kind of like the the rock, uh, you know, rock music and stuff. It's 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 a he's a great artist for sure. So Gabe told me. I began writing songs in earnest when I turned 14 and had my heart broken for the first time. The catharsis I felt after writing that first song has led me down the path of writing, producing, and recording for myself and others. I've had the opportunities to work professionally with many great bands, including Kurt Vile, Middle Kids, and more, and I enjoy working in post-production while I simultaneously pursue my artistic career. 
So I write, produce, play, record everything you'll hear on the track with the exception of some samples. The song is about a sense of urgency to accomplish something before it's too late and how the passage of time seems so much more prevalent as you get older. There's a little bit of sadness in that too, huh? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, so this is Gabe Wolf with Black Hole, and I'll be back in a minute with Kubota.
Hey, we are back with Kubota. That was Gabe Wolf with the song Black Hole. So the atmosphere on that recording with the booming drums and this gritty wash of guitar and those vocal harmonies are what really defines the song for me. Those elements stand out in the production. Is that something that when you're writing, you have conceived in your mind from the outset, you know, the little moments of gold in the production? Or is that something that develops as you work on the song? I think it kind of happens as I as I'm developing the song, much like him, you know, I I produce all my music, I mix and master and everything. Um, So kind of in the process, it, you know, it it all kind of transforms into something that you didn't or I didn't really initially think about. I mean, his his productions are just they're they're really big and filled with a lot of energy. And I, I bet I bet it must be fun for him to kind of pick out which areas he could kind of uh, fill out with a lot of those nuanced little things that make it sound so amazing. But yeah, I think I think it just kind of happens within the process for me. How much do you change songs around as you work on them? Like cut sections, add things? I don't really change much just because I, I it's my music's kind of straightforward. Uh, you know, intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then outro. There's not too much to change as for like section wise so what i'll do is you know i'll i'll make the beat and i'll know which which parts i want to be like the verse and chorus and then i'll lay down my recordings my my vocal tracks and then i'll go back into the beat and kind of play around with the uh the drum fills and the and the and the instruments and and um different things that could make the transitions better so wait, I'm sorry, is this pre-vocals at all? This is just the music? Uh, this is So this is music and, and vocals. So I'll, I'll make the instrumental, and then I'll lay down the vocal tracks. And then based on the vocal tracks, I'll edit the, the instrumental, and then kind of go back and forth like that. So does the vocal get written after the instrumental a lot of times? Normally, yeah, yeah. So I think most of my singing stuff, so like the choruses, I, I usually come up with probably while I'm strumming the guitar. But when it comes to the rapping, it usually kind of just happens as I'm writing. So I'll, I'll, I'll actually start with the lyrics. And then as I write the lyrics, I'm, I, I start kind of humming a melody uh, within the verse. And then I play around with the lyrics based on that. But usually the choruses where I'm singing are, are you know, written or thought out of uh, during the process of me kind of coming up with the, the instrumentation. So when you're writing lyrics, where do your ideas come from? What are your sources of inspiration? Uh, I mean, sources of inspiration, the things that I want to write about are just things that I, that I experience and learn. I, I focus a lot on trying to better myself mentally and as just, you know, just becoming a better person. And as I go through certain changes, I want to share it with people. And, and usually that's where I kind of stem my inspiration or stem my what I, what, what, what I want to talk about. It's usually highlighting my most vulnerable stages of my life or it's, uh, vulnerable thoughts uh, that, I, that I'm experiencing at the moment. The, um, the sadness. The sadness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it took a while for me to be kind of okay to share those vulnerable, the, the vulnerability. But once you kind of get over that hump, it, the inspiration is kind of endless, you know? So let's listen to another song. Uh, we're going to listen to... Who I am. Is there anything you want to say about this or should we just play it? Uh, well, you know, I guess bringing back to the subject of sharing my vulnerability, I think I think I'd say this is probably the most vulnerable song uh, I have on the off the Zen EP, which the song is off of. 
from what I hear, it's, it's very relatable, uh, and I'm thankful for that. So, yeah, I hope uh, the listeners enjoy.
And we're back with Kubota. The tempo on that tune is a bit slower. Does that change the way you do things, the way you rap and sing? A lot of the beats I make kind of aren't at the conventional um, BPM of like hip hop uh, songs. So they come with their challenges, but that one was especially fun to write to. Is it slow enough for you'd be able to fit in more words and maybe phrase things differently, use different expressions? Yeah, so the slower beat allows me to kind of uh, play with rapping in triplets and then in certain areas rap faster uh, where I wouldn't be able to rap as fast in a regular sounding uh, beat. And, um, so like du- double time? Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of just, it, it was easy to fill a lot of the space uh, without it being too rushed or anything like that. Hey, let's circle back. You had mentioned that you met Gabe Wolf at Musicians Institute. What's that all about? Uh, so I went to Musicians Institute um, in 2014. This was kind of my first, like, non-regular school experience. Uh like, I, I guess, colle- collegial experience. Yeah, I went there and did the, wow, what was it called? It was the Independent Artist Program. It was like a six-month uh, certification program. And uh, that's where... So it's like a musician's trade school? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what it is, actually. Uh, he, he went for um, uh, music engineering, and he it, I think it's a two-year degree, uh, I think. Um, but yeah, I went, I went there for a moment, and... Um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Did you learn how to mix there, or is that are you self-taught with that? I did. I got the They teach the basics of how to use Logic Pro, and luckily that was the program that I had been using for years before that. Uh, so yeah, I, I got to really under, get the basics down for a lot of the, the um, necessary plugins. And then from there, it was all kind of just self-taught and practice and like, you know, the, the whole, what is it, the, the 10,000 hours... Um, until you're yeah. good at something, it was it was just that, all the way up until I am well, now. I can hear the results of your your efforts. I mean, <laughs> thank your, you. Your recording sound excellent. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. It took a long time. <laughs> yeah, I think your um, your productions have uh, cleanness and a power to them. Thank you. I don't think you're using like a only a small amount of layers, but it, it's mixed in a way where it it sounds just simple and tight. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I try to keep it simple. I want to make sure everything's balanced, but not like I don't want to fill too much space with too many harmonies or things like that. Um, usually my, my instrumentals are pretty, not bare bones, but um, there's not too many layers on the instrumentals just because I want the vocals to stand out more. I definitely focus more effort on or adding more, uh, what is it, kind of not saturation, but a little more power on the low end of my music. But normally the mid mid area is kind of empty, not empty, but um, not as filled with instruments for the vocals. And the high end is 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 pretty it's not that filled either. Yeah, it's it's a pretty sem- simple production, I think. What sort of things would get in the way of the vocal? Probably if I want to add too many guitar parts, uh, sometimes I'll 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 be working on a song and I'll have, you know, the guitar riff down and then I'll think, "Oh, a little little lead a little lead guitar here would be nice, and then I'll start adding harmonies to that, and then I'll start adding like counter counterparts to that with the guitar, and then it would just be this like it, it would essentially just turn into like a guitar led song, and um, it would distract from my vocals. And I think I still need to work on that for, with a few of my songs, but um, normally I'll I'll over record with the guitar, and then I'll have to take out certain parts as I as I record the vocals. 
Yeah, that's my my biggest challenge. If I let myself, I'll record 20 guitar tracks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a tedious process of uh, editing and... Yep. What is that expression? Uh, kill your darlings. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Got to go through and get rid of all the favorite parts. Exactly. It's uh, it's not fun, but you know, kind of have to do it. I mean, it's fun. It's fun in the process, kind of hearing what what you're coming up with. But in the end, it could be a little too much. We're gonna listen to a couple tracks that were done collaboratively. So, how different is that experience working collaboratively versus doing all the production and everything yourself? So when it comes to writing lyrics, it's more fun just because I get to uh, write to a beat that I didn't produce. And, you know, it's just the flows are a little the flow of how I how I rap is a little different from, you know, the music that I the, the music that I produce myself. It definitely takes a lot of the effort off my shoulders. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun process when the chemistry is good. Uh, luckily I've been working with artists that, you know, uh, I, I don't butt heads with or anything like that. So it's been nice. It's, it's a nice change of pace. So the first one we're going to listen to is produced by Kingsford. So it's a Kingsford produced track featuring Kubota and it's called Sequel. Kingsford was born in Philadelphia, but raised in a rural town in Vermont. Playing in a band, learning music theory and making beats became a passion at a young age. And Kingsford added that sequel came together quickly. What do you remember about that experience? So I knew Kingsford through a mutual friend, and we hung out a few times, and, and you know, just uh, became good friends. And we just said, "Yo, you know, I'm down to collaborate." And he's like, "Yeah, I got some beats for you. Sent sent it over." And then I I laid down a few um, rough draft vocal tracks and sequel was one of them and we just decided to go with that so you're sending files back and forth you're not doing an in-person thing yeah yes files back and forth just because i could record from home and uh yeah yeah just easier that way it's the the joy of knowing how to record right you can do it wherever yeah i think i take it for granted you know (laughs) (laughs) um it's 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 a good skill to have for sure so we're going to listen to two songs here, so a block of tunes. First will be Sequel, Kingsford, featuring Kubota, and then we'll follow that up with a joint effort, Kubota and Kingsford, with the song Thank You. Wanna jot them down, feeling kinda lost in the sauce When I come around, feeling so profound Every time I get a new shot Sick with it, coughing up, give me that new shot Hawking up loogies while I'm spitting with it Show raps like Chewy, excuse me, keep it quiet like a movie I'm moving through a few seats, pursuing for a newer opportunity Keep your eyes closed, cause I got plans for future Me, my last ditch effort to getting ever so close to it To call it quits, a question that's embedded So I answer it, carry it so proudly Cause I know that I will damage it But one day, it's triumph will come when I get calluses, no malice intent Just masses to let their ears to me candid and blend Willing to mend the near and future for me Breaking down my own walls to reach him My greatest obstacles made by me, I need to breach him Yeah. I got things I wanna show off I got things to make some dough off That's the goal for me, talents unheard by the people Should I quit now, I can't even when I mean to yeah. Oftentimes I feel so lost While I'm standing on a soapbox Keep talking to you, age don't stop for the feeble Third act and I'll keep reaching for a sequel 
knowledge I've got bags and packed vision cleared I've been weary for a long time from hesitating And I've been getting real tired of always mitigating Yo, no I remember all my past deeds and failures More to come, it ain't gonna be no tenure But come next December, I'll have a couple more people remember My contribution to the music scene as a member Forever keep my props well deserved I prefer it with no malice intent Just masses to lend their ears to me candid and planned Willing to mend the near future for me Breaking down my old walls to reach him My greatest obstacles made by me, I need to preach him Yeah I got things I wanna show off I got things to make some dough off That's the goal for me, talents unheard by the people Should I quit now? I can't even when I mean to yeah. Oftentimes I feel so lost While I'm standing on a soapbox I'll keep talking to you, age don't stop for the feeble Third act and I'll keep reaching for a sequel I got things I wanna show off I got things to make some dough off That's the goal for me, talents unheard by the people Should I quit now? I can't even when I mean to Yeah. Oftentimes I feel so lost While I'm standing on a soapbox I'll keep talking to you, age don't stop for the feeble Third act and I'll keep reaching for a sequel about the same subject like what is love love and loss and losing lovely prospects but at the core of it all is something we're searching for i'm happy to know that i found it and it was worth working towards and that's you taking space up in my mind but you're so worth it your body and your brain i'd always say you're picture perfect we started from the surface quickly turned into a friendship i'm grateful that we took off further like in a spaceship and that's how i felt and i know you felt it too i travel around the galaxy so i could spend time with you suspended in the sky vibing like the sun and the moon i knew that you with the one, the moment one turned to two And that's true, I never felt these moves That you made me feel good Every second that I had spent with you So thank you, I'm grateful for the memories we made I wish for more, but I'm happy with what I can take So Thank you, thank you Hope these words and letters in the song will reach you Wishing you the best days as you move on You're the reason I've been singing along We had better days And surely you've been doing better Since we split our ways And I'll be happy for you Know that I don't hold resentments Like you thought I would Sharing all the reasons To why I can and why I should But here's the thing You have made me happier than I could be Set a bar so high Now it's a thing I can't achieve You made me feel a way I never thought a person could I'm grateful that I experienced it with you With something new But uh, I know that I ain't on your mind at all I've been living day by day With all the mistakes And I made a lot It took me time and thought To realize the time And that my mind was wrong i wasn't ready for it and you you made that call and uh, i'm sorry for the pain and trouble i had caused you i know you're doing better without me and that's the best news but if i could take it all back so i could relive it all i'd do it in a heartbeat even if i relive that loss yeah thank you thank you yeah. hope these words and letters in the song will reach you
Dakota, what's a lesson that you've learned along the way? A lesson. I, as an introspective person, it's it's all been very introspective um, and kind of uh, realizations of how I I can do certain things if I really put my mind to it. And uh, consistency, lessons about consistency, lessons about, you know, just uh, staying motivated. It's a plethora of like self-growth lessons that I've, that I've experienced. Do you deal with self-doubt? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, I, I, if, I, I think I might have a small issue of self-criticism <laughs> and, um, and it's been a tough, tough thing to get over, but nonetheless, I'm still able to release music and kind of put myself out there. So I, I must be doing something right. What are some of the things that you really get down on yourself about the most? For me, it's my my voice and my expectations that my guitar playing should be better than it is, considering how long I've been playing. Yeah, uh, I I definitely feel the same. Actually, um, uh, I should be better at guitar, uh, given how long I've been playing. But um, yeah, the biggest part of self doubt areas that I get self doubt from would probably be just the music it, itself. Uh, I don't know if it's good or not. Um, I know I'm not exactly convention like conventional or modern hip hop, and uh, honestly, I just I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm learning as I'm going, so that's that's where a lot of it go comes from. Well, I think it sounds great, and it is isn't it funny though? Like we can have this view of ourselves and our music that can be totally different than what others see. Yeah, absolutely. And and like the songs that I think wouldn't do very well end up doing really well. So it's like the, you know, consumers or listeners are very hard to predict when you're kind of blinded by your own by your own self-doubt and perspective on how your music, how how you perceive your music. Now you had talked about finding motivation and I I think uh referred to it's I forgot how you put it, but like sticking to the, the schedule or continuing to plug away at it. Is that how you get through these moments of self-doubt just by doing the work? I think I've gotten used to just sticking to what I, what I plan to do. Um, and yet, you know, along the way there are, uh, areas where I kind of, uh, what is it kind of, uh, transition or change, but the ultimate goal, like if I'm releasing a song, the ultimate goal is me to release it and do whatever I can to make it successful. Regardless if I f- don't feel like, you know, it's, it's I, I feel doubt in certain things like uh, if, if, if people will like it or if, if uh, anyone's going to listen to it. Regardless if I feel that, I still will do the best I can to overcome it and just, um, you know, check off whatever tasks I wrote down to, to make that happen. I think just sticking to my guns has really helped. Now, can you share any tips for writing music or being creative? Tips for the songwriters out there or the rappers? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes for me, it's hard to, to write. I, I spend a lot of time marketing my music, so uh, it's kind of hard to turn the switch back on. But I think just like taking at least an hour a day, every day, even if you don't write anything or you, you don't come up with anything good, eventually that hour is going to turn into three or four and a song will come out of it. So I think, I think, I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah. That consistency is pretty huge. 
Mm-hmm. How about with marketing? Anything huge that you've learned there? Uh, so with marketing, I think you just have to continuously educate yourself. It's an area that I know a lot of music artists don't enjoy, you know, like the business side of music. But if you don't market yourself, no one's going to listen to it. Um, and, you know, it just takes some time to educate yourself on how to market yourself correctly. And it really does go a long way. Where do you find you dedicating the most attention or time? Like, is there a particular platform that you feel like you've had the most success in or a certain thing that you do to market yourself? Right now, it's definitely social media. I follow you on Instagram and you're very active on there. It yeah. seems like you post a video a day. I try it. So when it's around the time of, of release, I, I'll post every day. But during my downtimes, I'll, I'll post like, you know, four times a week. And it's stuff that is valuable to the audience that I post to. At least in my opinion, it's split between, you know, a personal post to showcase kind of who I am in real life, a music post, and then a promotional post of my music. So the music post would be like me rapping to someone else's beat or, or doing something that's not promoting my own music. And then the, the fourth one would be like something funny, something shareable. Um, that's kind of how I break down my content that I post on there. But my TikTok is a whole nother, a whole nother discussion where it kind of, it, it's kind of taking te- uh, a lot of traction right now or getting a lot of traction right now, but it's because I'm teaching bad words in Japanese. <laughs> so it's not, <laughs> it's not really uh, my music that's, that's uh, getting all the attention on there. But what's none- been the most popular bad word in Japanese? I just, ter- I just taught how to say, um, lick my nipples <laughs> and that accrued about two million a little over two million views in in like two days wow you um, really captured what what people want to hear yeah yeah <laughs> and um and at first you know i used to get really down about it um when i would post my music stuff and and it wouldn't get as much engagement but now it's just i, I don't care if i if i convert even one person I, whose attention I grabbed through my Japanese stuff to enjoy my music, that in itself is already a success with that platform. So, um, so yeah, I'm just I'm having a lot of fun with it. So, um, yeah, that's definitely the the best, the biggest way that I'm I'm uh, marketing my music at the moment. That's yeah, that, and that's a great idea. And you could even turn that into a nice uh, nice little book, like a little bathroom reader. <laughs> yeah, I'm wor- I'm working on uh creating a Patreon for it too. Hopefully, hopefully it'll work. But um, oh yeah, where you could do um like uh to your top level patrons do yeah. like a, a message to them where you swear at them in Japanese or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's actually a good idea. Like a cu- uh, um a customized message just for them. How would you say that in Japanese? Uh, some like a curse word to them? N- no, no, the lick my nipples. <laughs> oh, oh, you would say uh chikubi o namete. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, a little, little soundbite for that. <laughs> so do you ever, have you ever tried rapping in Japanese? Yeah, I, I definitely want to do that. Uh, my vocabulary in Japanese isn't very large, so I haven't really done it in the past, but I want to. Did you grow up bilingual? Uh, yeah, so I, I grew up bilingual. I, I went to Japanese school my whole life up until high school. I speak both English and Japanese, but... My Japanese is terrible because I was I was a really bad student and I just didn't really pay attention. I, I'm kind of because you were learning all the swear words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I mean it was on a it was on a Saturday 
uh, every every Saturday morning. And oh yeah, I never wanted to be there because all my friends had Saturdays off. Everyone's two day weekend uh, was a one day weekend for me. Um, so I was just never, I was never there mentally there. But now it's kind of biting me in the ass. So. Yeah. Well, who who knew that you could have monetized it? I know. I, I never me. <laughs> So social media has been been paying off big for you. Yeah. Let's say there's a musician who wants to market their music, but they really don't want to market their music. If they just are going to do one thing, mm-hmm. what would where would be the time or the place to put that energy? Probably social media. And I mean, I'm coming from a biased standpoint, but I, I think social media would be it. Is TikTok the place to be right now, would you say? Or does it depend on the person? I think a little bit of both. TikTok is is the fastest. I think it it has like the fastest audience or something, growing audience uh, or user base, uh, and the discoverability on that app is like nothing we've ever seen. I don't think. Like I I never imagined myself having the following that I have on there ever. Granted, it's for Japanese stuff, but it's it's definitely doable on there for for um, artists if they know how to kind of. Uh, convey their messages and utilize the the app correctly. This is good stuff. Kubota, where can people find your music? You can find my music anywhere, but I have all my links or I have my Spotify, Apple Music and iTunes links on my website, which is kubotamusic.com. That's K-U-B-O-T-A music.com. Or you could just follow me on Instagram and TikTok under the same name, Kubota Music as well. And uh, it has all the le- links on there as well. Did we get everything? Is there anything else we-, we should talk about before we wrap it up? Go listen to Thank You by Kubota and Kingsford. Me and Kingsford. Out everywhere. And look for another single to drop either July or August. All right, Kubota, thank you so much for being on Song Surfing. Thanks so much, John. It was a, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, friends, that music means it's time for me to say thanks for listening to Song Surfing. Thanks so much to Kubota and to everyone who we listened to on this episode. You can find links for all the music that you heard today on the show notes page at songsurfingpodcast.com. Friends, I got a surprise for you. Kubota put together a playlist for us of some of his tunes and that'll be released tomorrow as a special limited time bonus episode it'll disappear soon though so be sure to listen to that and then go find his music on your favorite streaming app you can follow me on instagram search oodles music o-o-d-l-e-s music and find my music on bandcamp under the name oodles all bandcamp proceeds for my ep life after death are going to the make-a-wish foundation did you know that there's a playlist yes a playlist of the music that's been featured on song surfing and you can find that on apple music or itunes or spotify it's called the song surfing podcast excellent tunes playlist it'll make the perfect accompaniment to walking through a national park or running down an alley or waking up in the woods not knowing exactly where you are or how you got there Friends, let song surfing help you find your way as you come to terms with the realization that you might be a werewolf. Friends, if you're enjoying song surfing, then please take a moment to rate and review it on the Apple Podcast app or the Podchaser website, Podcast Addict app. Um, Spotify even has a star rating system. Could especially use more reviews on Apple Podcasts since the Apple Podcasts I don't really know behind the scenes how it works, but it feeds a lot of the uh, other podcast apps. Like they pull 
the uh, RSS feeds, I guess, from Apple Podcasts and all the reviews from Apple Podcasts. Um, so anyway, you do well on Apple Podcasts, helps you everywhere. All right, last thing, there are some song surfing affiliates that I have linked over at songsurfingpodcast.com slash affiliates. That's uh, in, uh, linked in the show notes as well as on the homepage of the website too, if you need to find that later. And the affiliate programs um, that I signed up for are all related to music or relating in, in, to learning in some way. So we've got Audible for audiobooks, Captivate for podcast hosting, Plugin Boutique for all of our musician and producer friends, um, where you get audio plugins and loops, and Reverb.com. I've ordered a bunch of gear through Reverb, and I'm sure a lot of you have too. So next time you're planning on making a purchase through any of those sites, if you go through the links on the affiliates page, Song Surfing will get a little kickback. You can support the show at the same time. If you've listened to the show lately, you know that it often ends with a see you next time message recorded by you, the listener. If you want to send one, keep them 10 seconds or less with or without music in wave format and email to songsurfingpodcast at gmail.com. It's just me today saying see you next time, so send me those messages, friends. My name's John Kell, and see you next time.